Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded, episode 36. My man, Ron, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm excited to get this one rolling. Rolling. Nine months, baby, we've been going. So really excited to uh, see what we bring to the table tonight. Start off with our leadoff story, and that would be the Cleveland Browns defeated the Denver Broncos last night, 17-14, moving them to 4-3 and three on the season. Baker Mayfield did not play in the game due to a separated shoulder. Do you think the Browns should consider shutting Mayfield down for the season? No. No. Why would so, they shut him down? So it looks like, look, he got he got injured worse in the last game. Because of the quick turnaround, they decided not to go with him this week. And that but was a you, smart move. But you can honestly say he's one hit away from being out regardless. So you hold him. Who, I don't know who they're playing next week. But if it's possible, you hold him out next week and – See how it goes. See, I, I mean, just think they're still in good shape. I mean, yeah, they're four and three, but I think I think they still are in good shape to make the playoffs. Um, because they can go on, they can go on a nice run. This team's good enough. I think they have a lot of inside the locker room stuff going on that probably shouldn't, but. See, I look at it this way, though. They're built to succeed with any quarterback. So Casey Keenum yesterday, 21 for 33, 199 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Listen, they are – Sway, thanks for joining. They are heavily run-focused. They they are a run-first uh, offense. And uh, Dearness Johnson, their third backup, so their third running back now, 22 carries, 146 yards and a touchdown. That's Obviously, Right? Replacing Chubbs and Hunt, who are both – out with uh, injuries, you don't need Baker Mayfield to win. They need to play solid defense, which has been some of their deficiencies this season so far, is that the defense hasn't stepped up enough. Casey Keenan gives you a better shot than Baker Mayfield at this point, I just think, based on the injury of it. Well, and that's fine. So you hold him out until he can can be ready. That's insane because they won't win in the playoffs without Mayfield. They already uh, said he needs surgery regardless. So he's going to need surgery. He's just holding off. And I think he's holding off because of the, the, the pay factor, because you think about it, it's his contract here. So he needs to play to get paid. And yeah, I yeah. think ultimately it's going to hurt the team if – you know, realistically, he can't perform at what he needs to. Yes, it's his non-throwing shoulder. But again, that, that's got to be painful. You can't tell me that it's not affecting him one way or the other on how he's either mechanically throwing the football or doing some things with the football. And if I'm Cleveland, I'm saying to myself, look, I, I got a good enough team to make the playoffs. Is he hurting us more than helping us at this point? If I'm Cleveland, I take it one game at a time, see what happens. Because you can't, you can't rush into obviously surgery. You can't rush into that, and you can't 
you can't just say, okay, Mayfield, you're done for the year. I don't, I don't agree with that either. But if you say, all right, we're going to put him, you know, on the sideline tonight, we're going to play Keenum, Keenum gets a win. That's what happened just now. Okay, so next week you can do the same thing. Let's roll with Keenan and see how it goes. You know, because I mean, you have to you have to leave all options on the table if if those options are there. So if if Mayfield's injury is just so bad that he shouldn't pl- be playing, then by all means you. You keep him out, and you do what you have to do with him, because you got to think of the player safety. But if if it's going to go on, and it's just a nagging thing that isn't really going to, you know, cause bigger problems, then you know, then it's worth keeping him in there, you know, at least to see how long Keenan can take them. And that's what I would do. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I just feel like uh, at this point they're a playoff team, and it, there's too many questions with with him. And then obviously we talked about you know OBJ and what's what possibly could happen with him, right? So you're starting to see that. Let's let's talk about the other team that was in this this game though as well. The Denver Broncos who started off three and zero and are now three and four. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't look like the answer. Well. I told you that it wasn't going to be good. Like they started out three and zero, house on fire, no problem. But I knew that wasn't going to last. This the Broncos team is not that good, especially that offense is not that good. They have some great players on defensive side of the ball, but again, it it, it look they're going to be facing the same situation as like the Patriots are. If they're out there too long, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. They're going to tire. They're going to break down during the game and give up points if the other team is just dictating the offense. So they gave up – the defense gave up 182 yards on the ground and they needed a a, a stop at the end of the game and couldn't come through. No. And, again, your offense is going to score you two touchdowns. It's not enough to probably win in the National Football League consistently. If you're giving up 182 yards on the ground, you're getting worn down by that offense. And it's just a gradual thing, a gradual thing, the constant pounding and pounding and pounding. Those players get tired by trying to stop the run. That Those are hard yards. Going in the air, those are those aren't so hard yards because it's like it's just a pass, you know, it's a seven second play, but it's just one bit of contact for the most part. With the run, it's just constant contact with everybody up uh, up in the front seven. You know, they're all taking abuse, all of them, and it's just the holes get bigger and bigger and bigger and the defense eventually can't do anything. So we'll have to see. I mean, there's a big game coming up uh, this week as well with the Ravens and the the Bengals. And obviously, depending on if if Cincinnati could pull that game out, I mean, the Browns are only game out, right? A right. First place, so uh, a good win for them, solid win for them, uh, considering they didn't have their starting quarterback. 
Yeah, Let's yeah. move on to the NFL and the New England Patriots. So the two and four Patriots will square off against the one and four Jets at home this Sunday. What are your expectations for the game? Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close. Look, the Pats now know that it's crunch time. They're starting to put things together little by little. And, yes, there's a lot of problems within, you know, the team, uh, especially injuries at this point. Yeah, oh, the major major injuries this week. Um, But they know what they have to do. And if they can look, if they can keep close with Dallas, I mean, come on. If, if they, if it's a close game with the jets, they should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed. So again, I think we've talked about it all season so far. The conservative play calling has to end this week. We need to start to see them allow Mac Jones to be a quarterback, right? He needs to get a win at home as well, because I think it's going to build confidence for him, but also the fans. We were so dominant at home for so many years. Right. You need to get some of that swagger back. And unfortunately, yes, I understand that we're starting over, but you need to start to create that Foxborough experience again for these these other teams coming in. Absolutely. And I think that's why he went out and spent so much money on the pieces that he got. Um Judon has worked out. Like, that's worked out. But some of the other pieces have not. Like, Smith, you know, for instance. Um, Henry has. Henry's Henry looked, out, out of the two of them, Henry's looked a little better than John o. Smith. Yeah. Um, defensively, Jalen Mills, okay. Yeah. Nothing uh, outstanding. Kyle Vannoy looks old and slow, uh, which I think was expected with that. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm a little disappointed with the guys up front because I still feel like they're giving up way too many odds on the ground, and that was one of the things they really tried to to emphasize in free agency is, like, let's get some big bodies in there to to try to slow the run down, and that right. didn't happen. That isn't happening. certainly don't have a Vince Wilfork in there anymore. No, no. Sure. Big Vince. Big Vince. Do you think overall they can overcome the injuries, though? Um, for There's this a game, lot of injuries this week. For this game, they can. Um, it's not going to be easy, though. Look, I think I mean, all the linebackers except for Judon are actually were listed as questionable. Yeah, but it's it, Jalen Mills questionable. Uh, Adrian Phillips questionable. I mean, I think it's five or six defensive guys that start right now are questionable for this game. Yeah, so I mean, you're gonna look at um, Wilson's gonna chuck the ball downfield for sure. He's gonna be looking for people going through the middle. Seeming the linebacking core is is a little beat up, and of course the secondary as well. So we'll have to see. Um, obviously, we'll do our Patriots post game after the game. Game's at one o'clock, so we'll be on around four thirty um, on so. Sunday. <laughs> So what about week seven? Are there any games in particular that you're looking forward to that you think the fans should really be looking forward to? Okay, so I have four noted. So do I. There's, wow. there's really only one, though, truthfully. There's not a lot of good games this week. No, this week is kind of kind of bad. Um, my fourth one in is Bears and Bucks. That's what I had. Um, Just the I fact mean, that it's really not. I mean, Brady, well, Brady lost to them last year. 
in one of the yeah. games. And that was that was the famous number four game where he thought it was fourth down. He thought he had it. Th- it was third down, and it was he had one more down, and it was actually fourth down. And, yeah. You know the memes, the memes that came after that, but but the Bears are three and three. I, I don't know this. Yeah, this has ugliness good. written all over it. Um, the next game in, I have Saints and Seahawks. Okay, I don't have that one. Uh, Saints are three and two. Seahawks are two and four. This is really all about Seattle right now. Um, if they lose to the Saints, this season's done. Because there's no way they will catch up to the Rams in Arizona. There's yeah. no way it won't happen. And I this this could actually knock them out of a playoff spot. So they have to come. They have to win at home. By the way, this is at home. So if they lose to the Saints, it's over for Seattle. And then I have the Chiefs and the Titans. I have that game as well. Uh, Chiefs, they got to go on the road, play against a Titan team that hasn't played that well this year, but they're starting to put things together. And it's, it's a question of whether Rabel has them ready to play the Chiefs or not. If they have them ready and they're at home, it could be a long game for the Chiefs. And if they go three and four, oh, it's going to, it's, it's going to hurt their chances for the playoffs as well. So, uh, again, I think this is going to be one of those games where it's probably going to be a shootout. I think that you can't stop Derrick Henry. Nobody has been able to. No. So Patrick Mahomes is going to be throwing the ball all over the place. I think this is just going to be a, a real fun game to watch. Um, yeah. Think about what happened with Buffalo and te- uh, the, the Titans last week. Right? It was just a, kind of back and forth for a little bit there. So I think I think that's what this game is going to be. So besides the Bengals Ravens, who what's your other team that you had? So I had Lions at Rams, and I just like the Stafford going against his former team. And <laughs> I was not, gonna I, do that one too. Right. I, I just like, I wanna see how he oh. I wanna see how he just, you know, does he light him up? Because I, I just feel like he, he they did him wrong for so many years in Detroit. I think he's gonna drop fifty on that team. I think he, he would try. Oh, he's gonna try. He's gonna try. I think he's gonna try to throw for four change. Yeah. No, I think I think fifty points is not out of the realm of possibilities against the Detroit Lions. They're bad. The only thing that could have made this better is if they, it was in Detroit. I would have loved to see him go back home and, and do it. But um yeah, yeah and then that ba- Bengals Ravens game, obviously uh That's the game. Big that's the game yeah, that's the only game that really on the docket that you could say is it's got a lot of playoff implications uh, early. Everything in the is on the line. I mean, you're talking if the Bengals win that, they are five and two along with the Ravens. But because beating the Ravens, they would be in first, in first place. place. And when was the last time we said Bengals were in first place? Right. So you know, it's a big game for them. It is huge. This is a monstrous game, and they got to go into Baltimore. So this is this. There's a lot on the line for this game, and I think both teams are going to be up for it. It's going to be a slugfest. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Once again, if you're joining us, we're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. On Twitter, Rhode Island underscore broadcasting. Uh, Subscribe. We always appreciate it. 
looking for more subscribers every single week. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. And you can listen to us on Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify to all podcasts. Uh, plenty of ways to watch, listen. So really excited about that. All right, my friend, we are on to Major League Baseball. So a lot going on with Major League Baseball. And uh, the Boston Red Sox could face elimination tonight. What do you think the Red Sox need to do tonight to, to get this series to a game seven? Um, I believe Ivaldi is going to start. Ivaldi is starting, yes. So um, he has to pitch his magic. He has, he, he has to come through. Uh, that is definitely, you know, it's, it's exactly what the Red Sox need. They need him to come in and give you five, six innings of shutout baseball and let them pile on the runs, you know, and that's what they have to do. Like, so, I still think I still think Houston's bullpen um, has pitched well, but they got to be. They got to be tired. They got to be out of gas almost. Uh, well, like, I, I, it's like a tale of two tapes in this series. So Boston looked so um, hot in, early in the series with the bats. They just couldn't be stopped. Yeah. You know, how many grand slams? I think they had three grand slams. Yeah. So you look at that aspect of it, and the bats have cooled off the last uh, two games. Evaldi went five and five in, um, a third. In the last game against Houston, three earned runs, three Ks, one walk, but they did get the win. Garcia, the pitcher going tonight for Houston, only went to one inning, five earned runs, two Ks with three walks. And I think one of those was uh, the Grand Slam. So if Garcia can pitch well, it doesn't bode well for Boston. I think the bats have gone cold. That's just my opinion. And unfortunately, uh, even three runs given up by Avaldi last game might be enough for Houston to win tonight if Garcia can pitch well. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think Evaldi he has something special in playoff time, and he's gonna he's gonna step up for this. Uh, look, this it's not the same circumstance as it was when Evaldi came in, pitched all those innings in an extra inning game. Even though the Red Sox lost that game, the team rallied around them. I think the same thing has happened because Evaldi is going to put it on his shoulders that he lost that game, and it could cost the Sox the series. And I think the players are going to rally around him and not let that happen. And and I think Evaldi's going to pitch fine, and and the team is going to hit today. So the only uh, downfall, right? It's two in Houston now. So right, the fact that they're on the road as well that could hurt them. But we'll we'll have to see how t what tonight brings. Um, let's uh, talk about the National League Championship Series. So the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, saved off elimina elimination last night, defeating the Atlanta Braves eleven to two. Series is currently three two. Still in favor of the Atlanta Braves. Should Braves fans, though, be worried? Based on the collapse, that is exactly like last season. They were up 3-1 against the Dodgers, and the Dodgers came back and won that series 
They Would should you? be worried. They should be worried. They absolutely should because the Dodgers are loaded, really. I mean, that whole team. I mean, where's the holes? You know? Yeah, you got uh, Scherzer pitching tonight, uh, uh, the next game for them. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's. So, expect the game seven because Scherzer is not, is not going to allow Atlanta to get into this series, get another win. Not on him. It's not going to be on him. Uh, it's, it's it's probably all hands on deck in L.A. and then worry about Game 7 then. And, Unreal, uh, Unreal. If it happens two years in a row. It's, uh, that, <laughs> I, know. I think it could. It's insane. The insanity uh, around that. And the, the Braves fans, what they would be going through and feeling, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, it, it depends on how long Scherzer pitches. Um, if he can give them seven innings. And then their I bats are getting hot. I, I, I don't yeah, even know yeah. the kid that hit yesterday, um, but he's not normally their starter. And, you know, and he ended up getting three home runs. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Thanks for the follow. Appreciate it. So let's talk about the gentleman that's going to be popping on the screen uh, real quick. And we did a uh, Facebook poll. Um, on the New York Yankees manager, and they have decided to keep that gentleman right there, Aaron Boone, for another three years with a club option for a fourth. Um, so I know you're a Red Sox fan, Ron, and I am a Yankees fan. So I'm sure we're going to have a little bit difference of an opinion on this. But overall, good move for the that. club? Uh, no. I mean, come on. Like, he... Okay, you know when you talk about players, how they do more with less? <laughs> you know, like, oh, this manager is so good. He does so much with not a lot of talent. He squandered his talent and did less with more. I mean, look, he should have won that American League, period. It should be the Yankees going into the World Series, and it shouldn't even have been a question. should not have been a question. Like, so as I, it, it, it's just, it's look, he's the weak link in that dugout. So I started to look at, I, I, they fired basically their entire coaching staff. <laughs> so they're starting that all over first base, third base, everybody. Yeah. Cause it but, was the first base coach's fault. But I would say this, he is a very good regular season manager. He's uh, over six, uh, 600. He didn't do that well percentage. this year. 92 and 70. I mean, it's not awful. It's not he's, awful, but he's, did a, they, he's a 500 did they get playoff. It? He's a 500 playoff manager. He can't win in the postseason. And being from, you know, New York in that New York market and what the expectation would be for the Yankees, that's where you need a solid manager is in the playoffs, the postseason. He's not that guy. So to keep him around for three more years, honestly made no sense to me because all you're saying is, we're a regular season team. We feel really good about it. And then come play postseason, uh, you know what? Hopefully we get lucky. Look, he's a stiff, okay? He is there. Look, I could step into that role as a manager in that Yankee dugout, and I could have won probably the same amount of games without any experience you know, managing a baseball game. Not that it's that difficult. You got to bring up the card put in pitchers when you need them, you know, 
Like, and when you have that much talent, that lineup, like seven players deep easily, how do you lose that many games to to crappy teams? You know, look, he didn't get the job done. And as as a Yankees organization, even though I despise them so much, they are the evil empire. But you have to expect excellence. And that is excellence from the ball boys that are that are collecting the balls down the line to the guy at the top, Cashman. Who I believe you have be to fired. have ex- excellence all through there, and they go through. Oh, the manager! Oh, that's terrible. So I, that's I, also, I, I don't understand where these guys are coming from either, because I, I think we talked about it last week. Aaron Boone had said the league had caught up to the Yankees when they hadn't been relevant. Cashman said about this signing as well that if they had let Boone go, he was going to be such a hot commodity in the market are they what are they looking at i don't understand what he's looking at as a general manager to say that all these teams are looking at like why would i want him he couldn't win with that lineup and that pitching staff like so come I, on like no he is not a hot commodity definitely so not we did the facebook poll uh 289 uh, fans said no they do not like the move 60 percent. 196 said yes so closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, I really was surprised by that. 60-40 in favor of him not being the manager. But I would have really thought it would have been a higher swing of like an 80-20. So there's still fans out there that don't blame him. Uh, a lot of fans are blaming the players. Cashman. That's because those, those fans are still in love with that home run. That's all it uh-huh. is. That's all it is. Look, if you want a player to step in as a manager, why why haven't they looked at somebody like a Don Mattingly? Yeah. I, I, where is he now? Is he in Miami still? I don't know. But, I forget. Turn you know, it's like Paul O'Neill. You know, these you want you want guys that that knew how to play the game. You know, and this is why you know, I was a big uh, supporter of like a Jason Veritek getting the shot in Boston. Um, you know, it's like those those are the guys that that just know how to play the game and play it the right way. You know, and it's like, look, hey, I, I, like I said, I'm not a Yankee fan. You know, I I wouldn't want Don Mattingly or Paul O'Neill. You know, in, in my locker room because they're, they're Yankees. But what they do bring is that 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 it quality that gets a team to do what they need to do. And that's why they were leaders when they were players. Yeah, yeah. Turd, thanks for the uh, bits. Uh, what I would say is this too, and I talked to one of my buddies who's also a Yankee fan. They need to get rid of the rule with the facial hair. I know this sounds absolutely crazy, but there are players out there that won't come to New York because of that. And you think about some of the talent that's out there. 
I don't care if they have a bad. If they can hit, they can throw, they can win games for you. At this point, they need to change that rule. Like, get get over it. You're, you're not that organization anymore. Move on. Figure it out. But uh, I, 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 I just, I don't know. And it's know. what they want. I mean, yeah. it's I got three more years people still si- Look, people still sign there regardless. Like, who's not going to sign? You know, like, who's the guy that isn't going to sign because he has a beard? It's been discussed before. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, I think it's a dumb rule anyway. But yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. if it's their rule, they haven't had a hard time signing people. So if somebody doesn't want to come because they doesn't want to shave, they just get another player. So let's move on to the triple play, my friend. So we are going to start bench and cut the three all-time MLB RBI leaders. And they are Henry Aaron, who we know as Hank, Babe Ruth, and Albert Pujols. Who is an RBI is third overall, which is Look, amazing. This, this, this is so easy. Like, come on. All right. So I start this week. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead. So I'm starting Hank Aaron. Yeah. 305 batting average, 300, 3,771 hits, 755 home runs. And he, the all time RBI is at 2,297. Yeah. I am benching Babe Ruth. Of course. <laughs> 342 batting average lifetime. Is that yeah. nothing? Yeah. 2,873 2, hits, 714 home runs, and 2,214 RBIs. Yep. Which means I cut pull host. 297 batting average, 3,301 hits so far. This is like the first no-brainer ever. 679 home runs and 2150 in RBIs. I didn't even have to look up the stats because it didn't matter because I feel Hank Aaron is the best of all time. And if he's not, then it's Willie Mays. That goes without saying. So Hank is definitely starting for me. Like, I think about all those home runs when he was inching closer and closer yeah. and closer. What he was going through with baseball fans all over the place because he was black and he was about to, you know, break the record and put that on top of all of this. I mean, he could have probably hit more. Um, And of course, Babe Ruth would be on the bench for me because, you know, those numbers don't lie, even though he has, you know, you got you got Babe Ruth body, so yeah, yeah, exactly. So if I was around back in the nineteen twenty, you, you would have hit seven hundred home runs. That's right, I would have. <laughs> so and of course, I'm cutting two holes. I mean, but you think about it, it's 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 incredible numbers that where he is, and he doesn't get credit for it because we don't really think about no, him. No, um, and I think it's just based on the fact that he's been on so many bad teams. Yeah. Hopes that you don't really think about it now that he's on the Dodgers, you don't even pay attention to that he's on the Dodgers because they got so much talent, right? So, I mean, it's it's just impressive that he was actually third overall. I thought that was pretty yeah, remarkable. That, that's actually surprising, but yeah, I didn't see that, you know. But if it was like Maze instead of pool holes, then we'd have some problems <laughs> because then I don't know, I would have to, I would have to have cut babe. The Bambino. Yeah. 
So uh, let's move on to your number one topic. I know you're excited about uh, all of what's going on here. Oh, yeah. So much going on in the NHL as their season just started off. So it's we're like going to talk Bruce about. The played two games, and everybody else has already played like four or five. Yeah, I don't understand it. The, the the scheduling has just been funky too. It's going to be brutal for for the Bruins later on because they're going to be playing more games in one lump towards the end of the season. So let's screwed. talk. Let's talk about the athlete we're going to put on the screen, and that would be. Evander Kane, who the NHL has suspended for 21 games after it was learned that he falsified his COVID-19 vaccination card. Yeah. Do you agree with the suspension? Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. Like, you're going to – it's not the fact of what it's for. (coughs) It's the fact of that you did it. You falsified it. Like, this is a no-brainer. Like, you can't do that. Like, most places – if you're falsifying documents, you're fired. So here's my problem. I, I don't agree with it. And you know why I don't agree with it? Because it should have been longer. Oh, well, th- that goes without saying. So I don't understand, based off of all the allegations that he's had, and they said they couldn't prove it. Yeah, of course. Alan, thanks for joining. But obviously you can tell this guy just has something about himself that he he he's looking at something somewhere and thinking he's untouchable or he can do whatever he wants and yeah, it yeah. it's starting to come back on him and and to me it's too much it's does too the much. organization would you even touch this guy again hell no no because there's so but much what do they do Ron, so much after baggage the with him i don't know if i i would i would not want him on my team and i don't care what the talent is the talent level does not equal the problem Okay, that's a problem. You basically you basically went out, you falsified a document about COVID. You put everyone else at risk. Everyone at risk. And you lie about it and then so, you get caught. And now oh, I'm sorry. No, you're the, not sorry. That's, the NHL yes. didn't the funny thing is that the NHL didn't mandate that you have to be vaccinated. No. So that's the funny part of it. Why falsify it? Right. Because it's not like they said if you're not vaccinated, you can't play. Right. I would have not that it's correct, but I would have probably understood it a little more and saying, okay, that makes sense. He was he wanted to play. He was falsifying the card because they said he couldn't play otherwise. But he could have played. Yeah, he's just got to follow some different rules, which obviously he doesn't feel he should have to do. Right, and I, to me, I, I just feel like they should have suspended him for the year. Like I think they should have just put it out there to say, "Look, you've it had done the team issues. a favor." That would have done a team a favor. Yeah, because now they're going to be on the hook for this guy after yeah. the, the twenty-one games, and they're going to end up right. paying him to sit on a bench or sit at home, realistically, because I can't see them putting him on the ice again. Yeah, I, I don't know, and they, and. To me, I wouldn't put him on the ice because this is a team that is in dire need of a high draft pick. And by just not playing him, it'll be better off. And they'll probably trade him to a contender. And I hope that isn't going to be Boston. <laughs> it won't be Boston. I can't uh, see Boston wanting to bring him in yet. No, I don't see it either. That. I don't think any team, honestly, look, would look because at Because if the Bruins sent out you know, Phil Kessel with his issues and, you know, and all those other players that, you know, were high profile, Dougie Hamilton, you know, and they had their little 
issues about, you know, rules. <laughs> you know, I don't see the Bruins bringing him in. That's not going to happen. But, you know, I just wouldn't want that because that would he's, – he's a, he's a chemistry destroyer. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the things they said even uh, in the offseason. A lot of the teammates said that they couldn't play with him, didn't want to play with him. Right. So right. on top of the, the allegations from his ex-wife or estranged wife, this problem with the, the COVID-19, I mean, he's had a, he's had a pretty solid year of making some dumb, dumb it, it, It's just piling on. And whether some things are true or not, Almost doesn't even matter at the point because you know there's going to be issues. And we've talked about it in the past, right? Where there's smoke, there's fire. So oh, obviously, absolutely. So obviously, with with him, there's been plenty of them. So we did a Facebook poll on that on the question and asking if they felt the suspension was uh, justified. Three hundred seventy four said yes, so seventy seven percent. One hundred nine said no, twenty two percent. That is, that's amazing. So, you know what I mean? You think about the fact there's still some no's out there. And I don't know if they're no's because my theory was no, it wasn't long enough. It might have been that. But um, the fact that there's some people out there that didn't feel like he should have been suspended um, is, is pretty, uh, you know, astonishing to me. Anti-vaxxers. <laughs> let's, let's talk about another story that really I find interesting. So Jack Eichel, I know, was a player that you were interested in. Uh, to, to possibly be, become a, a Boston Bruin or be in that organization was trying to get traded. So him and the boss, uh, the Buffalo Sabres are now trying to figure out the best way to approach his injury. So I was seeking a trade that would allow him to get disc replacement surgery. The Sabres preferred that Eichel received a fusion surgery since no play in the NHL has ever had a disc replacement surgery performed. Under the NHL collective bargaining agreement rules, teams have to have the final say on how a player gets his injuries treated. Oh, snap. So how should this situation be handled by the Buffalo Sabres? This is a, this is a very this is, difficult this is a doozy to- because it's in the collective bargaining agreement. So really the player has no option. So what the they're saying is, thing, oh, he might he might contest it and go to the NHL and and try some matter. different things. That won't matter because it's in the collective bargaining agreement. It doesn't matter. He will lose. So he really doesn't have a leg to stand on. Um, the only hope is if a team now wants to trade for him, they are looking at that and saying, well. If he comes here, there's a good chance that he wants to have that surgery and then won't play for us. Yeah, that's so that's gonna trade him. Right. He's untradeable at this point. That that basically leaves him untradeable. Stuck with Buffalo. Unless, you know, he decides So how does that get written into a contract and an agreement by the players? That you let an organization make a decision on your your health and your your well being. So, I don't. I'm that sure, one that one blew my mind. I'm sure I'm the sure next the one that's going to be one of the main issues. The problem is when players and and league are arguing over certain things. It's what's important at that moment for the players and what's important for the owners. And you concede on some things and you. You take 
front of on the other issues. So that's one of those things that isn't as important to a player, mostly because most things are cut and dry when it comes to surgery. Oh, you have a torn ACL, you're having surgery. You have, you know, broken finger. You do you're doing something, right? So in this case, the team is recommending not to have the surgery. And well, they're recommending a different surgery. So he yes, wants yes. He, he they want him to get a fusion surgery. He wants disc replacement. And right. I don't know what the difference is. I'm, I'm not a doctor. No, I play one on TV. No, I don't. But what I would say is this, that if if it's his body and he making a decision to me, that that just blows my mind. It's still going to be the not same the way it is right here. Yeah. It's in, insane. So let me ask you this one question. If you were the Boston Bruins at this point, would you trade for him knowing that he wouldn't be back? Knowing what's going on right now, I don't trade for him. Because if you trade for him, you're giving a piece away, whether it's somebody like a DeBrusque or a Studnika or a Frederick, uh, I, and you're getting him back, yes, in a normal circumstance, I would love that deal. But the fact that he may not even play for you is is quite the obstacle and and that is that is a definite possibility because he could just turn around and say all right if i'm not going to have the surgery then i'm not going to play for you yeah so i know that we're uh he's meeting with the um the organization and they're trying and, and his agent and they're trying to work this out maybe next week we'll have a little more answers we can discuss it a little more yeah this but is going to be ugly for buffalo this this is this is a a tough one because I, I just, that collective bargaining agreement was like the yeah. one thing that threw me off. I was like, Are you kidding right now? Yeah. And like I said, it depends on what the hot topics are. So like in NFL hot topic was, you know, concussions and stuff like that. And, you know, and of course, you know, players want, you know, certain, you know, rights. And stuff. Yeah. So, it, it it just depends on what the hot topics are for that league at that moment. So let's move on to the NBA, and we're going to discuss uh, the player that's on the screen, and that is the Philadelphia's Ben Simmons. They really can't seem to figure out a way to to work this out uh, together. So Ben Simmons has recently was suspended for one game after refusing uh, to participate in a practice. He came out today, and I quote, he's not mentally ready to play to his expectations, end quote. Do you think Ben Simmons is going to play for the 76ers this season? Oof, this is, this is getting ugly, and I got a feeling he's going to – I think he's going to get traded. So the problem with the trade, and I think Murray, who's a general manager, has said it. The value you're going to get to get role players isn't going to help this team win. He said yeah. his job is to help them win. Right. So that makes sense. <coughs> Unless you can find a, a player that's disgruntled in another team. So for Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, Curry's not going anywhere. But Damian Lillard, who's kind of expressing no, Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie. Nah, nobody's trading for Kyrie. Either. What's the point? Philly won't get to use him either. 
right? But if you get so, I I could see like a Damian if it was a Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons, you're getting an All Star for an All Star. You're getting a quality player for a quality player. They're not going to get many, you know, trade offers that are going to make. They do that for Lillard. So how does this all pan out? It just it just they're they're in a a real bad situation. Yeah, both Detroit and Buffalo are like competing for the who's in the most difficult spot. And you know, there's there's players coming to Ben Simmons' side, and there's players coming to Philadelphia's side. Um, and it's 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 just getting uglier. So the and, worst part, no, the ahead. worst part for him is that listen, Philadelphia is a very tough market. Those fans uh, <clears throat> are just intense. Yeah, I mean they yeah. throw batteries at Santa one time. Like they don't they you pick them <laughs> off. That's yeah. it. Yeah, so exactly. Regardless of how this all works out, even if Philly puts him on the court, the fans aren't going to accept him at this point. So he's put himself in that situation. And on top of it, to me, if I was his agent or anybody in his ear, I'd be saying to him, look, you need to get on the court. You need to perform because that's the only way we can trade you. If people don't see the quality and if what you're going to bring to a team, they're not going to trade for you. He, yeah, right needs now, to be, he needs to be playing. Right now, he's just bringing attitude. And how many and, teams are going to And how many teams want to risk giving up something that could backfire on them? Yeah. I mean, if you're not mentally prepared currently. I mean, does he even play, know why he doesn't want to play for them anymore? <laughs> uh, it, after the playoffs last season, some things were said. Doc Rivers said some things. I think a lot of people criticized him. Listen. He puts up numbers. He's a very good player. But here's his problems. He shoots 56% from the field, 14.7% from the three-point line, which we know the NBA now, it's all about threes, and 59.7% from the free-throw line. There's your issues. You need to improve on those because that's what Philadelphia is basically saying. Look, if we're going to get to the next level and be a championship team, you have Embiid, who's one of the top players in the league, we need you to be a guy that can shoot 65 70% from the free throw line and probably 30% from threes. If you and can't he can do that. If he works at it. Yeah, and he does. He refuses to. Right. And, and again, this this brings up, you know, the, the softness of today's game as opposed to, you know, back when, like, Jordan played. It's not that far. That's not no. that long ago. Uh, it, it, it's like you you just you just have to have that that thing that that wins. Want to motivate and he yourself? He doesn't yourself. have it. No. And that's the problem that that they're in right now is because now they see that he doesn't have it. And if but you they think want that- him to work on it. Yeah. If you think those fans are going to beat him up now, think about if they end up trading him for like nothing because they they just have to get rid of him. Yeah. Every time he steps in Philly, I, I there's got to be some like security watch on him oh. because they're oh. they're they're going to destroy him, and he's oh. creating more of a mess for himself at this point. Yeah. Like one Charles Barkley said, he's being a jerk. Right. So one of your favorite people in the whole world, I know you're going to love this face off. I know you love to argue about 
how no, great LeBron James no. is. Oh, come on. So would you, this this is our face-off question. One of us has to say yes. One of us has to say no. Would you still consider LeBron James the best player in the NBA? No. You can't. Well, how do you I argue? I don't care. No. no. I'm first. I get the pick. <laughs> I don't care. Go ahead. Pick. You have to say yes. <laughs> You're picking no? No, he is not the greatest player in the NBA now. Currently. Okay, go ahead. So I, I, you start to look at what the league is and what they've done. Uh, you got to look at players like Steph Curry, uh, you know what I mean, Kevin Durant. There's a lot of players out there that Giannis Antetokounmpo, think about what he did in the postseason, that are, to me, levels above him now at his age. He's done a lot of amazing things in the NBA. But he also, thank you for the bits, but you also have got to look at the fact that you know what I mean? Yeah. Anthony Davis, right? You got, you got on his own team. He may not be the best player. That's, that's saying a lot, right? So there's so many different things that to me, he's, he's still one of the, the best, but he's not the best. If that makes sense. He's in that lump of quality players. There's still some players I would take ahead of him at this point, just based on his age in the career. My turn. Oh, sure. Okay, so you're saying he's not the best player in the league. If you take LeBron James and put him one-on-one against anybody in this league, who beats him? Durant. Okay, so he's not the best. You win. <laughs> yes. Hey! Face-off win I am not going to argue for you know LeBron I, James because I, I don't even think he's in the top five. five. I don't think he's top five anymore. He's in the top 10. Because I'll tell you, I'll take Durant any day, any day. Um, I'll take Harden over him. Oof. I'll take Harden over him. Okay. Harden is a, a machine. You know, yes, he's going through injuries, things just like LeBron is. But I will take, I will take, uh, uh, look, I'll take all the itches. Dockets, you know, Luca. Luca, you know, between Donkage, Jockage, Jokic, and Jokic. all these itches. Yeah. LeBron doesn't have the itch for the, the top player anymore. He doesn't have the itch. Okay. So I'll take all okay. of them. All of them. All right. Once again, if you're joining us, we're live. We're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Follow, subscribe on Rhode Island underscore broadcasting on Twitch at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram, and listen to us on our podcast on Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. Thank you to all the fans that are joining tonight. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, Twitch fans out there. Valerie, thanks for joining. Uh, yeah, so we got a lot of, a lot of, People have jumped in. We're on to our pick and roll, my friend. Pick and roll. This was so, a hard one. Oh, my this God. Was, this was pretty good. Uh, so we are going to rank the last five MVPs. And you know who was – if we did six, LeBron James would have been in. If what? If we did six. We only did five. If we did six, he'd be sixth. <laughs> so the last five MVPs have been Nikolai Jokic. 
Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Steph Curry. So basically, we'll rank them five to one. How we feel? Who is who is the best MVP? In wait, the last- wait, 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 wait. Are we ranking them? Who was the best MVP of that season? No. Or like out of the group, take all these five guys right now. Who are the best? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll start off. Uh, Jokic, I had at five, 18.5 points a game, 9.8 rebounds, 5.9 assists a game. So very good numbers. Three-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. But again, not enough numbers compared to what we have from some of the other guys. At number four, I had James Harden. So 25.1 points a game, which is actually the highest out of all these guys. 5.5 rebounds, six and a half assists per game. Nine-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, three-time scoring champ, one-time assist champ. So, again, he put he puts up some numbers. At number three, Russell Westbrook, 23.2 points a game, 7.4 rebounds, eight-and-a-half assists per game. Nine-time All-Star, nine-time All-NBA, two-time scoring champ, three-time assist champ. So, again, solid. The, the, these two I, I debated on, but I went Giannis Antetokounmpo at number two. 20.9 points a game, 9.1 rebounds, four and a half assists per game, five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, four-time All-Defensive player, two-time MVP, and obviously the one-time champion last season, which leaves Steph Curry out of these five as the best MVP based on the fact that he's had 24.2 points a game, 4.6 rebounds per game, which is still pretty impressive for a point guard. Six and a half assists per game, seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, two-time scoring champ, two-time MVP, three-time champion. Steph Curry, best MVP out of these five. It's pretty good. Now I'll give you the real list. Oh, the real list. There we go. Number five. Westbrook. Look, this guy has had how many chances to win? <laughs> has he yet? Has he yet? No. Nope. No. So, therefore, he is number five for me. And I know, and I know there's going to be some other guys that don't have championships ahead of him. But they're coming. Okay. <laughs> number four, I have Jokic. Um, look, he, look, he hasn't even been around that long and he's already touted as one of the best. And I, I love his game. I think he's just going to get better. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I definitely see this guy winning at least a championship, at least one, at least one. So I have him at number four. Number three, I have Harden. And I and I say this guy is a is a triple double machine. He does everything except for one thing: win a championship. <laughs> win championships. <laughs> so I put I put the guys five, four, and three that haven't won anything. Yep. So I can't. and. So it basically left the two that you have, but I put Curry at number two. Wow. It, it, 
look, it was it was a tough decision. Three-time um, champion. I know, three-time champion. He is a pure shooter, and you really can't keep a pure shooter down for very long. He eventually gets hot in a game. So the only thing is he can't dominate in other areas of the game, maybe defensively, but, you know, he's not going to be dominating under the rim, you know. 4.6 rebounds per game from a yeah, point Yeah, I know, I know. Of his size. But Giannis, like this guy can basically do everything. He can shoot, he can he can rebound, he can do it all. And, and I, I think anywhere on the floor, this guy is dangerous. Anywhere. And I have him at number one because he is not done with MVPs. He is not done with championships. Curry seems to do what he's day 45 last night. I know. He might be getting another MVP. All right. Well, obviously, I won that as well. So, yeah, that, that, two in a row. You did not win. I got face off and I got the pick and roll. You don't Clear. get, you don't win pick and roll for one. And for two, my list, was so much my list is way better. Oh, come on. No way. Get so, out of here. You're let's, a joke it. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say you won last week on predictions 2 0, but we didn't, we don't have the Houston Red Sox series yet. So it might be 2 1. So until that, so either way, it doesn't matter. So you won last week. Yeah. This week, let's go 10 24. The New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Patriots. (laughs) You don't pick against them again? At least 10. All right. I agree with you. I can't go against it. Cincinnati Bengals at Baltimore Ravens. Oh, this is so tough because I really want the Bengals to win. I just feel the Ravens got this. But the Ravens are just too good. I'm going and they're gonna go I can't go against this. I just think it's at home, too. Yeah. If it was in Cincinnati, you could probably lean the other way a little bit. Uh, let's do some basketball. 10-26. We got the Denver Nuggets at the Utah Jazz. I'm going to go Denver. All right. I'll go Jazz. I'll go Jazz. Because they're at home. It's too early in the season. Let's go uh, tonight's game. Boston Bruins at the undefeated Buffalo Sabres. Oh, gee. Uh, I'm going to go Boston. Buffalo stays undefeated. Really? You're going against the Bruins? Really? They're playing They're playing Ike for Eichel now. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, on 10-26, you got the Las Vegas Golden Knights at the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado. Avalanche just haven't looked good either, right? What about team has. you know what we didn't talk about real quick? Flurry in Chicago. What is that? What is going on over there with him? Just give him time. It'll bounce. Okay. It'll turn around. All right, I agree with you, Colorado. They're at home. Once again, we're on every Friday night at six p.m. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Rhode Island underscore broadcasting. Subscribe on Twitch. All our Twitch followers tonight. You guys have been awesome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram, or you can listen to us on podcasts on Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. So tons of different ways to watch, listen. 
As we do every show, we we end our show with a final thought. Doesn't necessarily have to be sports related. It could be about anything going on in the world today. I will go first today. And my final thought is about defensive lineman Dwayne Smoot and his wife Amari gave birth to a baby girl named Al Alani Moon. And that's not the the big story. The big story was as she was in the process of going to the <laughs> hospital in the house, I guess the head came out and he had to deliver the baby at home and then call 911 to figure out how to, you know, the umbilical cord and everything else. But he was holding up his wife. She was standing while they were doing this now. So it wasn't even like she was laying. He had to hold her up, let have hold the baby. So you think about just a defensive lineman and the, 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 the amount of pressure that they have to use. So he was trying to, he was holding his wife, delivering this baby. Baby came out healthy, six pounds. I think they said four ounces. It was about a month early. So it wasn't expected that she was even, you know, going to have the baby. He had just gotten back from the London game at two in the morning that day. So it was that same morning that it actually happened. So that was pretty incredible. And I just want to congratulate him and his, his wife and uh, all the health for the baby. So I just thought it was a great story. Um, yeah, I could actually picture the baby's head sticking out and saying, you might want to get Lawrence to snap this ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome for him. Uh, so congratulations on that. Uh, my final thought is, is kind of difficult to get through. Um, but I want to place blame before I even go into this this final thought, and that's on Somerville, Massachusetts, where they had a Play for Pink Breast Cancer Awareness hot dog eating contest. Tufts lacrosse player Maddie Nickpon choked on a hot dog while competing in this. And, and it is tough to get through, but it, at what point do the people that are running this event saying, Hey, maybe she needs help. Yeah. You know, so aren't there supposed to be medical people on this? I mean, first think. of all, are you getting people that have never eaten in a hot dog contest? I don't know. Like, what are the rules? It, 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 it just mind. This is a mind-boggling death for a twenty-year-old player that was a uh, biopsychology major. Yeah. So obviously, you you think about just the career she had in front of her. Yes. It, it, it's just mind-boggling how everyone dropped the ball at this event, whether the medical staff that are there, the person running it, hosting it, should see, oh, she's having difficulties. You know, you have to see it. You, you, you're there. No one came to her aid. She got taken to the hospital, and she died the next day because of choking on a hot dog. No, so That's it's somebody it's a tragedy. Not we don't even have been in that. Yeah, and we're not trying to make light of it. It, it just it, again to your point, I think uh, you have to look at the person and you know at at twenty years old, uh, how much life she still had in front of her, and 
you you would think that the people the people that are running this or 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 organizing this would have some backup plans just in case something would happen right don't they have a procedure there's got to be a procedure to unclog their throat (coughs) and they i know you see it on like all the medical shows they do the little and get them to breathe like nobody could do that they just let her choke all this time So somebody dropped the ball, and uh, oh, there's a big lawsuit coming on this one. Yeah, tragedy. Big lawsuit. So once again, thanks for joining us. Uh, We're live 6 p.m. every Friday. Share, follow, do whatever you can. We're everywhere. We're trying to be everywhere. Uh, Sunday night, 4.30, we'll do our Patriots post game with Kenny. Uh, So we'll be excited Nobody even could do the Heimlich. Yes, Joe, right? Like something. You would think right. there would be something exactly. out there that could have been done. Um, but if you enjoyed our show, follow us, watch us. We're on. We've done 36 of these episodes. We're really excited about it. We're going to do an NFL midseason show uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll announce that in the next week. Uh, so we're excited about that as well. Ron, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Always you have a great pleasure. night. Fans out there, you have a great yes. night. Everybody, all the fans, you guys are awesome. A lot of games tonight. Boston Red Sox, game six. Very important. Bruins. Bruins tonight as well. So a lot out there. Fans, take care. Have a good night, everybody.